But you, my friend, you make it happen. Because you pay your home and business TV license. Now we can express so skim sam, mobango, hectic nine nine, and live amp kuse kuse. Chobicho. So please keep on keeping on and doing the right thing. So we can make new memories and tell stories for the now generation. SABC TV licenses. Pay yours. Make a difference. SMS SAFM now on 41391. Night Talk with Oliver Dixon. It is 22 minutes to the top of the hour. You're listening to Night Talk. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for your time this evening. I really, really do appreciate it. Uh, following the outburst of protest in Rivoli, the conversation around illegal mining in Zamazamas have once again been reinscribed into the South African national discourse. More importantly, it asks what role does the DMRE playing play in curbing and preventing illegal mining? Perhaps that's where the conversation should start before we get into the minutiae of the uh, provisions in the law that places a responsibility, a regulatory responsibility on DMRE when it comes to mines, closed mines, abandoned mines, and unrehabilitated mines. What role does it play or does it imagine itself to play in curbing and mitigating illegal mining in South Africa. And joining us for this conversation is the spokesperson or the head of communications at the Department of Mineral Mineral Resources and Energy, Makosonke Butelezi. Uh, Makosonke, thank you so much for your time. I really, really do appreciate it. Let's perhaps start with that question I outlined to be the starting point. What role does the Department of Minerals, uh, Mineral Resources imagine itself to play in curbing and mitigating illegal mining in South Africa? For the opportunity. So, all of our responsibilities primarily to make sure that the mines that were abandoned a uh, hundred or eight years ago, prior to 1994, we take responsibility as the MRE to rehabilitate and uh, close those shafts. That's our primary responsibility. Yeah, and and how does it go about doing so? So what we do, um, for example, there are about 6,100 derelict and ownerless mines in the country uh, that it is uh, taken into consideration uh, across commodities, be it gold, be it coal, with asbestos and so forth. <clears throat> so what we, uh, through our, our study, we have uh, found that there are about 1,170 derelict and honorless shafts or holdings. So of that, we have so far been able to close about 650, with the majority of them being in here uh, in Gauteng. So uh, we have an allocation of about 140 million per annum, which enables us to close on average about 40 holes uh, throughout the country and rehabilitate about three. So that is what we are doing currently. 
Where do those funds come from? How is it allocated? So we do get those funds, the funds that we use to close old mines that were abandoned. Uh, we get them from uh, National Treasury. And how much is that that's allocated from National Treasury on an annualized 100, basis? 140 million. So the entire 140 million uh, is for old and abandoned shafts? Yeah, that we managed to do uh, about 40 of them per annum. And obviously it's not uh, enough because um, according to our calculations that we did, uh, to close about 6,100 um, uh, derelict and owner money, you need about 49 billion. To uh, close, how many derelict shafts? If you look across the, the commodities, not the shafts now, mines that were derelict, that are currently derelict and ownerless, 6,100. 6,100? Are these 6,100 shafts? Not the shafts. The shafts are 1,170, of which we have closed about 650. Yeah, so the 6,100, explain what that number is. So that number consists of mines that were mined pre-1994, and those mines could be gold mines. It could be okay. Gold, so, could so be the one thousand one hundred and seventy mines uh, or one thousand one hundred and seventy derelict shafts are post ninety four. Those are pre ninety four. It's the shafts now. We're talking about shafts and holdings post ninety four. Okay, ex- sorry. Just pause. Explain to me the difference between a shaft and a holding. It's basically the same thing. Okay. The shaft is just that it's big. A holding is a hole that has been dug by illegal miners. So currently in South Africa, there are 6,100 shafts across all commodities that have been left derelict and abandoned. No, no, let me correct you. Currently in South Africa, there are 6,100 derelict and ownerless mines. Derelict and ownerless? Mines. Okay. Not the shafts. Then the shafts, derelict and ownerless shafts, uh, 1,170. Those are the shafts. And of those, we have closed 650. Okay. Sorry, it, this is such a rudimentary question, but it, it's because I don't quite know the technical no. stuff. You'll have to help me understand it here. No. Why are there more derelict and ownerless mines than there are shafts? I would, right. as, I would have assumed that there would be more shafts than mines in particular, no, given know, that you, a mine can consist of multiple shafts. You know why there are derelict, uh, ownerless mines? Mines in South Africa that have been mined, in South Africa we have a long history of mining, which is more than 150 years. So you'll find mines in coal, you'll find mines, copper mines, you'll find asbestos mines, you'll find gold mines, right? So the 6,100, it's across the commodity. Sure. Yeah. Then, out of that, you look now at the shaft. Those are underground mines, and most of them are gold mines. Okay. Now, we identify that we have about 1,170 shafts now. Yeah. Now, that we have closed about 650. So that is where the distinction is. Yeah. So then let's talk about that 140 million rand per annum. Yeah. I have always understood it to be that... For a mine to get an operating license or a mining license, 
It needs to demonstrate liquidity to be able to rehabilitate the mine should it come to end of life or end of operations. That is to say, it is the mine's responsibility to set aside money or the mining owners to set aside money to close and rehabilitate that mine or those shafts when they eventually stop mining there. Is that the correct? Am I understanding the law correct? 100% correct. But so how much of that is happening? So let me just explain now. Why do we have these 6,100, right? These are the mines that uh, were mined before 1994. These are the mines that were mined uh, under the old um, mining laws, which did not put an obligation on mining companies to rehabilitate sure. and close the shaft. Now, come 2002, there was a new law which is called uh, MPRTA, Mineral uh, Resources and, 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 and Minerals and, 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 and Resources Development Act of 2002. Now, with the law, which is, in, 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 is currently uh, governing or regulating the mining industry. Now, with this law, uh, mining companies are obliged now to set aside funds so that they can rehabilitate and close the shaft after at the end of the mining operations. In fact, uh, it encourages them to concurrently, whilst they are still mining, if there is a shaft that they want, they feel that it no longer makes money for them, they can concurrently rehabilitate and fill it, you know, without having to wait for the 30 years that they'll be, op- that they'll be operating uh, as, as miners in the country. So all mining companies post-2002 are obliged to set aside funds, rehabilitation funds, so for that purpose. Yeah. Uh, and so most of the illegal mining activity that's happening in South Africa right now, are they happening in the derelict and ownerless shafts that predate uh, the new act? That is to say, shafts that have been left abandoned before 1994? The majority of them, yes. So the majority, the majority of, of illegal mining takes place in apartheid abandoned mines? Yeah, the majority of them takes place in those mines. When it comes to the enforceability of rehabilitation under the new law, is, what is the level of compliance in the industry? Because the, 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 the industry is complying, um, uh, but I need to point out uh, that even though <clears throat> mining companies are closing and filling these shafts, okay, there are incidents where illegal miners will go back and open them, and one of them is uh, the one that happened in the Free State where 30 miners were trapped. Uh, Harmony Gold had rehabilitated uh, the shaft. They had filled the shaft with concrete and cement. What they did, the miners, they went there and opened uh, a hole uh, adjacent uh, to the filled shaft. So they are, to answer your question, they are doing their bit and they are rehabilitating concurrently as <clears throat> they continue with mining in some of the shafts. Yeah. Uh, they, they are, one of the analysts that we had spoken to recently, specifically about the incidents in River Lee, has made the argument that the shaft in River Lee 
were mines were were were, were mining licenses given to people who mined in bad faith sold the company and then never and and the uh, company that bought the mines never actually had the money to rehabilitate it how many of the li- mining licenses that are active right now does the DMRE understand to be in bad faith uh, that will be a difficult question because it's very specific uh, but all I can tell you is that we have uh, inspectors who follow up uh, here in Gauteng we have inspectors who follow up on each and every mining house that is currently operating in terms of their applications uh, to the Act. But I am unable to answer you specifically because we will have to go to each and every region so that they can tell us who is non-compliant and so forth. How many inspectors do you have? Do you have enough inspectors? How active are they? We, we, we could do with more inspectors because what happens is uh, they get recruited by these mining companies and it takes a while to train an inspector so they understand what is it that they need to look for when they go and inspect the mines. So they get poached. That is our challenge. They get poached by these mining companies to the health and safety inspectors in their, in their, in their, in their mines. So uh, it, it's a challenge in terms of, of capacity. Yeah. And, and, and proactively, what is the DMRE doing in collaboration with uh, neighboring countries where we know uh, a lot of the migrant labor has come from and therefore uh, feeds a lot into the illegal mining industry? That is to say, countries like Lesotho, Mozambique and Zimbabwe. Um, what is DMRE doing collaboratively with those countries to curb illegal mining, but also inter, interdisciplinary and interdepartmentally in South Africa? What is being done uh, to, 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 to uh, reduce illegal mining? So in, internally, we are party to a, multi, a government multi-departmental task team. There is even forums. Uh, for example, even here in Gauteng, there's an uh, Gauteng Illegal Mining Forum, of which we are part of, uh, consisting of SAPS, Home Affairs, uh, Intelligence Services, uh, and so forth. So we meet regularly and to plan, um, come up with strategies, do detection, and so forth, so that we can all work together so that we can disrupt all these illegal mining activities. And this is even receiving attention under the uh, justice uh, cluster of, of government also meets regularly so that we all fight, put our hands together to fight illegal mining. When it comes to our neighboring countries, uh, that will be the responsibility of DERCO because uh, it's, 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 it's international cooperation. But what has happened with one of the incidents, I'm aware that our minister have had talks with the Minister of Lesotho in particular uh, in terms of trying to look at how they can help us address this issue. So I think there is an appetite to engage our counterparts across the border, so that uh, particularly in SADC, so that they can assist us in terms of uh, trying to address the issue of illegal mining, which involves most of the time some of uh, their people. Where is DMRE falling short when it comes to fighting illegal mining and, and, and trying to curb it? Um, all I can tell you is that our responsibility when it comes to illegal mining is to make sure that we close the holes. That is what we can do. 
working obviously with the police. That is why we need to work together. It, it, it cannot only be police who go there and arrest these people. We also have to play our role in terms of making sure that uh, we discourage them completely by closing the holes. That is our responsibility. And at the moment, you can only afford to close 40 holes a year. We can only afford to close uh, 40 holes per year. And uh, I could say that is one of the challenges. Would If we could have more financial resources, would love to close more, given now uh, how this issue of illegal mining is becoming a problem for our communities and the country as a whole. Is there not a way to uh, where DMRE can formulate some sort of public-private partnership so private capital can be used in closing some of these holes? And I'm talking about the historic holes. The historicals uh, are a bit uh, tricky uh, because there they isn't, you know, anyone who can say I, I have the money that I can assist you. However, with the current one, uh, post-2002, it's easy because mining companies are obliged to put aside rehabilitation funds. So even if the company fails, uh, they come at the end of their operation and they fail, to rehabilitate, you can always dip into those funds and close the shafts and rehabilitate the shafts. With the, with the, with the old ones, uh, so far it is our responsibility and we rely on National Treasury to make an allocation. Night Talk, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. Monday to Thursdays, 10 p.m.